You're listening to the Mind Made Wrong podcast, presented by Steel Maggie, episode number 14. It's Steel Maggie. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited for this interview because today I have with me Stephen Ward, who is the, I would say, assistant producer, editor. What, what, what would you say you are, Stephen? Um, uh, uh, Jack, Jack of all trades. For my, for my, um, my releases. That you've done oh for, for for your releases i would say like editor and prep, prep yeah. so yeah yeah yes yes so he has worked on everything that i have put out so far and will not be again because i now, know <laughs> because now he is fully on staff with neural dsp which is a um plug-in creation company and he's doing absolutely fabulous fabulous there and he right now will give us the details on where we can find him uh you can find me on instagram at uh at the real steve c um that's s-t-e-v-e-z-e-e um because some people call me steve i don't know why it's a thing um <laughs> i'm on facebook as steven ward and you can find me at uh on the YouTube channel of Neural DSP, you know, so I've been creating content with them for about two and a half, three months now, and uh, you'll see my face plastered all over the video feed. So you can find me there. Um, email as well. You can find me at Stephen at neuraldsp.com or Stephen at forward-studios.com. That's my personal one. So yay. Yay. For any of our burning uh, plug-in questions that we may have. I know I don't <laughs> have any because I- <laughs> I use GarageBand. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> See, I have you guys for that. I have Don yeah. for that. <laughs> exactly. exactly. All right. So everyone's wondering, um, if, they, if you haven't heard episode three, my very first interview, I interviewed my producer, John McLucas, and Stephen Ward is, or was, the the his minion right <laughs> did all, did all <laughs> his dirty work <laughs> uh, pretty much pretty much did all of the chopping and editing um that you can find on any of john's past clients projects so let's start um first by talking about um how you got into um this this thing that we call music as a career as a career. You, as a okay. career, yes. Um, and how you got into it full time. Oh, okay. That's a good question. Okay, so... so a uh, question. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's easy to say, like, you know, it's like, oh, I've been involved with music my whole life, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, when I decided to actually make the, the jump to career and actually make it something that was viably, you know, something viable to live off of was probably about uh, two years ago. Actually, yeah, but almost exactly two years ago now. Um, I, shortly before I was working on an album and I ended up injuring my hand 
like some tendonitis set in, so I actually had to put down playing guitar for the better part of a year. Oh, we were and, talking about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. so. I, I knew that I couldn't just sit and wallow like music. Music is something that's very, very special to me. You know, like, uh, expression is something that I, I can't really do without. And even when I couldn't play guitar, I was still trying to find ways to play like with just my right hand, like doing like tapping or, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, to keep myself occupied, I, I started getting into like into mixing um, mm-hmm. because I knew that's something that I was, you know, kind of vaguely interested in at the time. And I, just fell in love with it and I just jumped in with both feet and I, I got it I got involved with uh, um, a company called the unstoppable recording machine I bought a subscription and started like learning how to mix through them and it oh. was hmm? oh I, I that that that's they had a conference right and and John went to it he was telling me about mm-hmm. that, like last year Yes, yes. Yes. Okay, cool. It's all coming together. Pieces. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so I started learning and I it was around August of twenty seventeen that uh the owner of the, the shop that I worked at, I, I worked at a guitar shop for about twelve years, and the, the owner of the shop sat me down and just basically flat out told me, like, hey, so I'm gonna be closing the shop in a month, so figure it out. <laughs> so I was like, cool. I appreciate that. All right. Like, um, and, and I, and I really kind of came to a crossroads. Like I knew audio was what I wanted to do at that point because I like previously I had this idea like, Oh, I'll be like a, a CPA or something like that. Just like work taxes part of the year, then do music the other part of the year. Um, but I, I knew that that was like a, a no go for me because working a desk job is miserable and I can't handle it. Like I, 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 my soul would suffer <laughs> doing that kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I knew audio was what I wanted to do. So when he sat me down was like, Hey, so yeah, this thing that you've been doing for so long, it's, it's done for in a month. I was like, okay, so now I got to figure out the best way I can approach making a living off of it. At that point I had made like almost no money doing audio work yet though. Right. So I had to, I had to figure it out and figure it out fast. So like, Three weeks later, I bought my ticket to the summit, which is the Unstoppable Recording Machines Conference. Um, that was in Florida around December. Uh, so I had like a couple of months to prepare. And that's actually where I met John because when all the participants got uh, uh, assigned to like different teams and stuff, and John was on mine, and he was the only other person who was crazy enough to take the red eye over to Florida. <laughs> that that was my first time flying and absolutely the last time I will take red eye. It was awful. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I've done it. <laughs> yeah. It's just no good. It's no good. Um, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where that's where, that's where I met John. Uh, he was actually the first person I met at, uh, at baggage claim. Uh, cause we had been talking earlier in the week, a couple of weeks beforehand or something. And uh, so we met there, shared an Uber in and you know, it's, it's, pretty much from there like we started just talking hanging out a bunch and eventually he hired me on to be his uh, his assistant right right that is so interesting because that's december 2017 was when i started working with john so mm-hmm. um with signs of a struggle so you must have just just got on with him like when we were like starting to produce that that's insane. so he 
So he start actually, I started working with him several months afterwards. I think it was right. uh, okay. March, uh, April or we May. Were, we were producing was, in March. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so it was, it was one of those things where I, I got the opportunity. Um, he needed some vocals tunes like super last minute. And I was like, yeah, I got the time and he, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he's probably told the story and I, I, I think I have at one point for something else, but they, so he, he, we were on a conference call uh, on like a Sunday and it was after like the majority of the group we were talking to had left and, you know, we were just chit chatting and he's like, oh crap, like I forgot, I, I got to get these vocals tuned for my client. Uh, do you have time to do that today? And I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, have you ever tuned vocals before? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Well, in, internally I'm like, no, I have, <laughs> I, have, I, I have never done this before in my life. At that point, I had like edited some guitar and bass. You know, I, I had done some like very, very simple stuff and like done That's some practicing. But I mean, you know, I, I, my mindset was either I take the swing and, and I miss and oops, that sucks. You know, I, I, find, I find another opportunity later or I take it and I you know, I, I hit it out of the park because I know I'm confident in my ability to just figure it out. Um, and I did, you know, he loved the work I did and I got it, I got it turned in on time in the right format that he wanted. And, you know, he loved it. And after that, we started working together a little bit more closely and then he hired me on as, as his assistant. And then uh, eventually he hired me on full time. So that way I'd I moved from Sacramento, California, down to LA to work with him doing audio and visual uh, editing. Right. That's I. That and that was this last year. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. So how how was your brain doing during all that? Was it kind of? Um, did it feel weird? Was what were you going through? What was the? Uh, um. How you I, I would say that during during that period and and currently my mind has never been more focused and um because at at a, at a certain point I realized what my goal or at least like a direction I wanted to go in um because I I have this thing in me that it's like if I if I'm interested in something if I if I know what I need to do I have a goal I have like an end point in mind like I will obsess about it and I will, I will pursue it until it's, until it's mine. And if I don't, then I get bored. I get, I get antsy. I don't know what to do. I, I just get like really like mm, stir crazy. And so when I, when I knew when that job ended and I was like, I'm going to do audio freelance and I'm going to make a living and I'm going to have enough to pay my rent and I'm gonna do all these things. Like I knew exactly what I needed to do and I did it. So it, for you, it all came down to that one decision mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I, I think it was, a, it was a matter of just picking, picking a direction to move and then just continuing to walk forward. Um, and I mean, like my, my path has certainly changed you know, uh, along the way, you know, originally it was like, okay, I'm going to, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna edit some some stuff and then I'm gonna start recording bands and I'm gonna start doing mixing and I'm doing mastering and I'm you know so far and away what I've what I intended to but I'm still moving in a direction that I want to be going like right now what I'm doing is I'm the content manager for neural DSP so I'm creating two videos a week for them doing like educational informational entertainment kind of kind of content and it all you know involves music and recording process and stuff like that that I, I'm uh, I'm involved in but it's definitely very, very different than what I had imagined originally. Hmm. I, that really kind of hits me because I, I have so many, I'm probably the exact opposite to you where I have so many like little things and I, I waver, like I'll, I'll make a decision like one day and I'll be like, Oh no, 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 this one. And, uh -huh. um, I, I'm not flexible. <laughs> Can you tell me, have you always been that way or was, was there a point where you just, you just said, Hey, you know, I'm going to have my mind set on this and that's okay if it changes because I, I can't like my, my this podcast is called mind made wrong. And I think that is something that I'm still working on is mm -hmm. that I get so, um, inflexible with all of the options that I have. So if it doesn't go exactly the way, then it's, that wasn't the option for me, you know? And from what I'm hearing right. from you is that you kept doing on the, going on the, on the path and the path kept carving itself out. Yeah. 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 I, I think that there is, there, there's a time to push ahead and there's a time to pivot. Um, I, I think for me, it was definitely letting go of a, a perfectionist mindset hmm. um like so so the reason why I, I hurt my hand originally like three four years ago whatever um i was working on an album yes and i it was like 15 songs of instrumental pro, like progressive metal so it's like super noodly and whittly whittly all over the place you know so like um but i i i spent way too much time trying to get every single absolute note perfect and that that ended up like kind of i mean like ultimately I, I i reaped what i sowed i would like my a whole for like a whole month my schedule was work for like eight or nine hours during the day at, at my job and I'll, all the while i'm practicing guitar too because it's a slow it's a, it's a guitar shop um so i'm practicing guitar there i go home i eat a little bit of food I jump on the computer, I start recording and editing till about five o'clock in the morning, wake up a few hours later, go back to work, rinse and repeat seven days a week. Like I was just way too involved with it and would not give myself a break. Um, and, and I ultimately suffered for it. And there was, a, there was a really big lesson in that. And it's just that, you know, there's a certain point where you have to just accept what you're capable of doing in the moment and then just moving on. Perfectionism is so toxic. Um, today, actually, um, I released um, the podcast about um, hustle and grind culture. And it's so interesting that you said all of that because that's, that's what a lot of people think that that's what it takes to do um, what it is that they want to do when really that's a lie and burning yourself 
to the candle at both ends is going to actually, um, ironically, give you that diminishing returns in the end, and it's going to slow you down um, mm -hmm. if you're not paying attention to what it is that you're actually doing. All the things in your life that support your business or your goal, you can't ignore all those things because those are the things that are supporting it. Um, so it's, it's just, it's a blindness, I think, that needs to, the scales need to come off. Um, so, um, so you're saying, what I'm hearing from you is that your issue with attendinitis was that lifting of the blinders moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like that, that year I had to take off was a real shift in perspective um, because it kind of refocused what my priorities were. And a lot of that had to do with like, okay, well, obviously I can't keep going the way I am because my health is suffering. Like if it's, if, if I'm giving myself tendonitis doing this thing, then what else am I doing to my body by not exercising, not eating right, not getting enough sleep, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it, it became a priority of mine to become so much more conscious of those things because at the end of the day, like if my, if my health isn't right, then what am I doing any of this for? You know, like you have to get all of your, you have to get your, your, your health in order, you know, in, in order to like even just enjoy what you're doing, I think. Seriously, like, it's yeah. a building block. And mm -hmm. exactly, you hit it on the head. What are you trying to do mm -hmm. if not provide a better life for yourself? Like if you have a money goal, if you have a career goal, all that you're doing is pursuing a better feeling. You're, you want what you believe that that, what you convinced yourself that that result is going to make you feel. Um, mm -hmm. in the end, um, and on that other side, but if you turn it into, you know, your own little rat race, you know, on the hamster wheel, you're never going to get there. And then you're just going to die on the hamster wheel, <laughs> you know, it's just spinning, spinning round and round. So, um, I want to ask you, how did you accept your limits, I think, in, in that moment? Was there anything that helped you? So what, what kind of helped me along the way to accepting my own limitations was, um, you know, it's just education as far as like mental and physical health was concerned. Like, and there, there was a, uh, there's a particular book that I really like. Um, it's called Principles by Ray Dalio. And it's like a section of the book is about radical acceptance of reality. like just to be able to unbiased, like look at the world completely unbiased and see it for what it is. Like, I know that I'm not gonna be a touring musician. I just know right. that. I, I just know that I'm not the, like I'm not physically capable of going on tour for like months on end. I don't think that I'm like, I'm not the best guitarist in the world. Like I'm pretty good at what I do, but I'm not. I'm not Joseph Atriani. I'm not Dimebag. I'm not any of these people. So, okay, then, then I kind of know where, where my limits are. And just that radical acceptance also allows you to then know what the steps are to better yourself. So it's like you can have a goal and you can have a want to have like a, like a, you, you can have an upper trajectory in mind. Like you can have something that you want to attain. 
but with radical acceptance of reality that kind of gives you the perspective of like is this attainable is my goal of becoming the best guitar player in the entire world feasible <laughs> it's not it's really not so you become kind of grounded and it's like okay what is capable what what am i capable of achieving well i'm okay i'm i have a good ear i know i love music i know that i can pursue these things and be good at it because the way that my mind works like detail work is is like mm, it's the spice of life i love it like like, yeah. like like when it comes to like like i love puzzles like there's something about puzzles that like just tickles me in a certain way at, <laughs> that I, I i just i will lose myself like uh like you like, like sudoku? my i love oh my god I fucking, <laughs> I fucking love sudoku it's my shit uh, i just got into it dude it's, it's hard <laughs> it's so good um but yeah so like taking stock of your strengths and your weaknesses, having a very unbiased approach to them, and then seeing where that's at and, ten, and then just identifying the next steps you can take to better your situation. That's, that's what I did. Damn, you make it sound so easy. And it really it, is, it really is. We just get in our own way. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it, it is hard and it's easy at the same Simple. time. It's one, it's, it's one of those things that it's like, once you get it, you get it. Like, it's like, oh, oh, I got, okay. And then like, it just kind of like clicks into place. I, f I find that it's, it's generally your own self getting in the way of yeah. those things. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and I think that like, there's a lot of things that people don't do to put them in self, put themselves in the right position to do that either. Like, we kind of brushed on like the physical and mental health aspect of it. Like I, huh, how do I put this? I'm, I'm really, really lazy. <laughs> really? I, no. I, I am super, super lazy. If I can find any good way to not do something, I will find it and I will do it. Like I, and what I, what I kind of mean by that is that I, I want to try and streamline my life to a way where I can enjoy the most things for as long a time as possible. Right. And I like my, my motto is, is work smart, not hard. Right. Like there's, there's certain ways that you can go about doing it. And, and I found that for me, like there was this, there was this, there was a, there was like a couple of years where I was living alone in Sacramento and like I was going through like just like the worst depression of my life and it was really really hard and I was just kind of wallowing and moping around and just not feeling right and then I realized like I'm not making it easy for myself to do anything about it like mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not holding to any sleep schedule I'm not eating right I'm not exercising i'm not like i'm drinking beer all the time or just like getting drunk by myself which is totally depressing and i don't advise anybody to do that um so i was actually making things more difficult and and you could say like oh well having a schedule and exercising and eating right sounds like it's not lazy but it's just that my priorities have shifted 
about what I want to be lazy about. Ooh, ooh, that's, that's it. That's it. That's the quote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your priorities have shifted about what you want to be lazy about because yeah. we can't have, you know, your priorities on everything there or else they wouldn't be priorities and you mm-hmm. figured out your, your sweet spot. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to, I want to get a little bit more into that because um, one of my big questions on this podcast is, was there ever a time in your life when you felt like your mind was made wrong and how did you go about making it right? And we've talked, we've, mm-hmm. we've kind of explored that, but can we talk about um, one of those times maybe during that period where you had um, this, this severe depression? Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, take your time, take your time. It's all good. If not, if not, if not, it's fine. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm totally willing to, to talk about it. Um, I'm just considering like that, uh, uh, yeah, no, we're good. Okay. So (laughs) I, 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 I know how to approach this. So, um, so I've I've dealt with a, a a subtle layer of depression like my whole life it seems and you know kind of melancholy and introspective um, I was picked on a lot as a kid and I was not like the uh, popular person in school so like I've always been kind of like an outcast and kind of dealt with depression so um, I went through this particular experience with another person and like it it devastated me uh i'm not, I'm not going to talk too much about the what occurred between me and this person um but like it was a very long drawn out abusive relationship and like it left me just destitute like i i could not feel anything afterwards and and when i mean when i say that i mean like nothing like i didn't feel happy i didn't feel sad i barely ate anything and that went on for like a better part of a year to year and a half i think um and it was really hard and I, at the same time i had i had actually just moved into the apartment by myself as i mentioned i was in uh midtown sacramento and I knew I I knew I wanted to be alone and not not necessarily just to kind of weep or fall further down the rabbit hole but I knew that like I had to take stock of everything and just allow myself time to be alone and heal um mm-hmm. sort of sort of lick my wounds as it were and yeah so so that's when I started to kind of come back out was I I just I got tired of sitting around like I I was you know, you know that sort of cycle where you're where you're you're sad and you're depressed and then you get frustrated yourself for being sad and depressed so that makes you feel worse about being sad and depressed which makes you feel more you know it it, it kind of feeds into itself like you oh know, yeah and and I got like just so tired at the whole the whole situation. Like it was exhausting. Like just being sad and angry all the time. And 
I'll share this. I'll share this with you. I, I don't think I've ever shared this with anybody, but I remember like the moment it broke. Um, I was, um, I was watching Doctor Who. Okay. Great show. Great show. <laughs> oh, I love that show. Um, I was watching Doctor Who, and it was the. Uh, uh, it was the episode where they're at New New York, which is like the new Earth, and all the inhabitants are stuck on this this motorway underground. And it's like, it's it's murky, it's yes. gross, the air's poisonous. And then I, know I know the episode. At, at, the, at the end of the episode, you know, Doctor Who, the doctor ends up opening up the top and he tells everybody to like drive up. And like all these people seeing the light for the first time in, I think it was years or something like that. Um, like something about that, like kind of like broke in and like kind of was able to like, I, I felt the resurgence of like emotions I hadn't felt in a really, really long time. And that was like the first time that I had actually been able to like cry in, I, I don't even know how long. And like from that moment, it was like, okay, I got to let go of these, these like recurring feelings and just, you know, set out and try and make this right, you know? Wow. I, I love that you shared that. That's, that's brilliant. Wow. I, okay. I have to go watch that episode again. <laughs> like if you're ever, if you're ever feeling like completely numb, <laughs> But hey, just maybe try watching Doctor Who. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a beautiful episode because these people are just stuck. I mean, they are they are physically stuck. They can't even yeah. go outside without the fear of like being poisoned to death by the fumes. And like something about being not not exactly lifted up, but given the opportunity to pull themselves out of that you know, because the doors are open and he has to tell them to drive up and everybody's like looking like, what am I, what, what am I supposed to do? And then they all make the decision to drive out together like that. It was, it yeah. was, there was something about that that was so powerful to me. That is so powerful. Like it's, you have the power to pull yourself up, you know, and <laughs> it's, it's so important that they didn't have like, that they made it their choice. You know, it's so the, that the plot was dependent upon them. You know, mm -hmm. it's, that is, I think that's a, that's, that's the true crux of what you're getting at. So now I want to talk about, um, we did touch on this earlier, but what is the most significant struggle you face when it comes to the relationship between your own mental health and working in the music industry today? Because I know you have that history so how do you bring that into your day-to-day? -day? Because it's very easy um, in, the way, in, in the ways that we work, um, especially in the creative field, to kind of fall back into those habits and into um, those, those valleys and not come out. Um, so I think I might tie this into, um, I might tie this into my last story, actually. So the um the way that i got myself out was 
I implemented all the things that I mentioned earlier as like a, a, an exercise routine, a sleep schedule, proper eating habits. Um, a lot of that just set me on the right path to actually maintaining my own balance um, because those things are so absolutely important to mental health and if I don't, and I, and I know because I've had like a couple of hiccups in my routine the last like couple of months or so um, with like new opportunities and new things I'm trying out. Like, you know, it's like I may stay out late or like I may be working super early and like get my workouts or something like that. But like, I know that that stuff like affects my, my ability to think and it ultimately negatively affects me when I don't have that schedule. Um, and then again coming to that radical acceptance of reality and you know being able to look at everything and be like yep this is where i'm at i'm going to do the best i can right now and then keep moving forward um the depression at times still comes back in uh in which case it's like i've i've accepted that that's a part of who i am and nothing that i can't like i can't get rid of it but i can at least mitigate those things by knowing what I can do to, to, to get out, um, as it were. So like when I get off of work and I'm not feeling right, I don't go and grab a six pack of beer. I don't go and get like ice cream. It's like, okay, well I'm not feeling right. I'm going to go to the gym and knock out some sets and then I'm going to go home, take a shower and I'm going to go to bed. Like the, I was listening to a podcast just recently about the, like the importance of sleep mm -hmm. and it is, uh, Dr. Matthew Walker, Matthew Walker's like a PhD. And uh, he was talking about how like a normal person with regular levels of anxiety about whatever, if you take him, him or her and give them less than seven hours of sleep the following day, they can have as much like the level, like the same levels of anxiety as would like create a prognosis of like anxiety disorder. Wow. Like, so yeah. So like that, like really hit me. It's like, Oh, so I'm like hamstringing myself by not doing things that my body naturally wants to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's like, cause there, there's always that, like, uh, that, that, that grind it out like kind of thing where it's like, okay, well I'm going to stay up till two o'clock in the morning. I'm going to, I'm going to get this thing done. I'm going to get, I'm going to five and then I'm going to do my work and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, that sort of diminishing return on investment where you're you're actually going to be performing at like maybe 60 or 70 percent of your capabilities the next day because you're only getting three to four to five hours of sleep are you sure you didn't listen to my episode today because like, <laughs> you're saying the exact same things <laughs> you're like, let me do my research <laughs> I, I mean like you know th these are things that i've i've had to kind of come to come to grips with as well because yeah. there is that um like personal responsibility is is super important to me when it comes to my health my and my work because at the end of the day nobody is responsible for me but me so it's a matter of finding the balance between between making my work good and making my health good because those two things are interlocked if my health suffers my work suffers you know and then 
obviously if my work suffers, then I'm not going to have a job and then my health will suffer. So yeah, it's, yeah. So that, that's something that really weighs heavily on me is that like, I am personally responsible for my actions and, and what I do. Like when it comes to like, Oh, you know what? I could just have like a couple of beers. It's like, no, you could just have one and that's fine. Or <laughs> you don't have to go out for donuts right now. That's fine. You know, it's like, or, you know, it's like, you don't have to sit and watch six hours of YouTube. Don't do that. Cause that's a bad idea. <laughs> you end up in weird corners anyway. <laughs> yes. Every time. <laughs> You're gonna every get... fucking time. After, dude, after one hour, man. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's, it's like, have you ever played that Wikipedia game where it's like you, you find like you have a term and then you see how many clicks of a Wikipedia, another, into wi into the next Wikipedia page that it takes to get to that one term. I'm not explaining it right, but we should play a game where, like, how many, how many YouTube videos, random, randomly selected, does it take to get to really fucked up shit? Uh-huh, yeah, no, that, that's straight up. It's like, about four. <laughs> like, do, do I want to watch this third video on the Flat Earth Society because I feel like laughing at people? Probably not. <laughs> Probably a bad idea. <laughs> but they might have something different to say this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They might. But is it is it important? Is it relevant? You know? No. Um, yeah. But yeah. But yeah. So like, you know, I, I think the personal responsibility is a big thing. At the end of the day, I am responsible for me and nothing else. So I will just continue to take care of myself as if that were the case, you know? absolutely beautiful and you said and i wanted to get back into what you said about um donuts and beer because i mean those are just <laughs> examples of those two things and those are delicious mm -hmm. and um homer simpson would disagree with you but um <laughs> you really um you have taught yourself to live through the that um flash desire you know you've taught yourself to sit with the urge and mm -hmm. not give into it because you have that higher priority um how would you um for someone that i'm just starting to be able to sit with my um my urges because i've been forced with my with my voice issue um mm -hmm. to not drink alcohol um drink coffee and various other things and um those 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 main two things are like my two things you know i mean anyone who right. knows me those are the those are my those are my brothers from mother mothers or <laughs> womb sisters i don't know um but so i have had to sit there with the urge and mm -hmm. not drink <laughs> not drink coffee and that has opened up so much weirdness inside for me that it's been um so so much um things that i used to buffer down things that i used to like not pay attention to um because mm -hmm. i can't eat that or else my voice will die um, right. <laughs> real fast right um so if you could help me out a little bit how did you um oh, sure, sure. Start doing that because I'm struggling for sure. I'm still resisting. I'm in that period of resistance. Okay. Um, 
I, I think it's like, like people bring in the term discipline, right? Like you have to have the discipline not to do a certain thing. And it means ignoring those urges, which, you know, it's, it's not easy. Like discipline is something to be practiced, not just learned in an instant. So, oh. so, ha <laughs> so, ha all the time. <laughs> so having said that, I think there's also the component of being able to forgive yourself when you don't have the discipline. And because that, that was a big thing for me as well. Um, when I started kind of down this path of like self-correction and, and education and health and stuff like that, is I would like, I would really, really dig into myself for not, you know, uh, for missing out on a workout or, you know, eating uh, pancakes with strawberries and all the things, you know, like, so I, I would occasionally do that. And, you know, I'd give in to temptation or whatever you want to call it, or I'd, I'd, I'd spoil myself in a certain way. And at, at a certain point, it's, it's not healthy to be beating yourself up because at the end of the day, you are human and you'll make mistakes. But the important thing to do afterwards is just say, all right, well, that's in the past. And now I'm going to get back on the path and continue forward on, on my journey. Like, I think people get hung up on that too much because, you know, it's, it's easy to beat yourself up for it. It's easy to do that. It's so, much harder. It's much harder to say, okay, let's just keep moving. Like I'll do better now. I'll do better tomorrow. I've learned the lesson from this experience. I know that I shouldn't keep this food in my house. Right. Like that's, that's like a big thing. It's like, um, making, those temptations less readily available don't keep them in your house like there's certain things that you can take away from each experience like okay i have this urge to stop by this donut shop whenever i drive by then don't drive by the donut shop you know there there are lessons to be learned and you don't have to lash yourself over every single incursion you know, and at the same time, like you should be able to reward yourself occasionally for those good things. Like I'll have a nice stout or a porter, but usually just a single one because, you know, it's like, I like the taste of beer. I don't want to be drunk or buzzed or anything like that. I just want to enjoy a nice tasty beverage and then just move on with my day. And I'm not going to beat myself up over every single incursion, but it's like, I can look at that and go, yeah, well, I, I fell off the path there. Now it's time to get back on and keep moving forward because the more you sit and wallow in that moment, the more that moment has control over your life and the less, the less progress you're going to make in that, that, that short-term future, you know? The more you sit with that moment, the more control that moment has over your life. You dropped, you dropped, you dropped the, I don't know what, I don't know what you dropped, but that was a drop. <laughs> <laughs> If that was a mic, <laughs> just yep. boom. Yep. I don't know. I, that's, yeah. I have to really, that's something I really have to start paying attention to is giving, because I, I, I could be, I am the most self-punitive when it comes to like, oh my God, I'm a piece of shit because I didn't remember, you know, even things that I didn't remember, like, I don't remember that I have to, that, that discipline is a process. Like, I didn't remember that. And I'm a piece of shit, you know, like, it's like the, like, right. the stupidest little things. And um, the wallowing will really stop you from moving forward. Exactly. Uh, 
so I just want to thank you for that beautiful piece of knowledge. I'm going to frame that. <laughs> no, I'm, <not> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I could help. You know, like that's, and that's why I was happy to come onto the podcast with that. I know that, you know, like I've, I've gone through a lot of self-education, self-love, self-healing over the past several years. And it's not, it's not an easy path. Like that, that's the thing is that there's, there's, it's not, it's not very easy, but like, if I can even help one person out by speaking on my experience, then it's totally worth it. Right. Like that's, that's, that's what life is about is being able to share what you have learned with the people who are dealing with what you're, you have dealt with. Love, love. Absolutely. I don't want to take much more of your time. Do you have more time for two more questions? Yeah, I'm good to go. I, awesome. I, like my, my afternoon is pretty free. So ask away. Ooh. All right. It's Friday. Okay, cool. So um, now um, this is a two-parter and it's always, it's always kind of difficult, um, but try your best. From okay. your perspective, uh, what do you see as the biggest pain point for musicians and creatives mental health in 2019? And number two, if you could fix the crisis with one sentence, what would it be? Ooh, okay. Okay. So, so the biggest pain point that I see, hmm, I mean, it's, it's always dependent on the person, right? Like, I think that there is, there, like, I think a big pain point and one of its biggest factors is like the, it's a complicated question because to me, my thought is like, I see, I see so many musicians and so many artists who look at like the idea of making it right. And, mm -hmm. and, they, and they want it so bad and they want it now. And it's, it's really hard because a lot of them don't understand why they're not making it or why, you know, people aren't paying them for their art or, or, or whatever. And like, and, it, and it's only exacerbated by, by like social media and YouTube. Like it's, it's completely exacerbated because they like, because the algorithms are set in such a way that they're going to show you like those things that you want to see. Like you want to see people who are successful. You want to see like the best videos. Like it's, it's really hard for a lot of people to see the struggle. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a big thing. And, that, and I'm like, going back to that like radical acceptance of reality is that like a lot of people don't have that patience to just keep putting in the work, keep putting out art, like be, be useful to the people around you as well. Like I find that people, <laughs> I, I've seen a bunch of people like put out like, you know, it's like, Oh, check out my song, check out my song, new song this week. And it's like, cool. What, what else do you got? Like, you want me to check out your music, but I haven't seen anything else that you do. Like, you don't comment on anything, you don't do whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I, guess, I guess at the same time, I guess, I guess, I don't know, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that people tend to think that being an artist or being paid for your art is easy. Like, it's not. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's really, really not. It's like, and, and I was, and I actually kind of pondered this earlier today is that like, 
like doing doing what I'm doing or or like if you were to just look like just a snapshot of two years ago me to me now two years ago me was in his parents upstairs bedroom with a laptop a tv screen and a couple of monitors um didn't have any job had barely any income maybe like 100 200 bucks a month because i was still teaching guitar um and then fast forward to two years to two years later than me now and i'm in my own studio with like this really nice soundproofing i got my cameras and my microphones and i got like instruments all around me and it could look to people like like you know this like meteoric rise like and and they could say like man you are so lucky like and i've and i've heard that before and yes to a degree i am lucky because the opportunities were presented to me but i was the one that put in the work to make those opportunities the best that they possibly could be does that does that make sense yeah like I spent 40, 60, 80 hours sometimes a week just educating myself and working so that I could put myself in a position to take advantage of all those opportunities. Like when I lost my job, I didn't go out to the beach. I didn't go out to shows and hang out with my friends. I didn't go drinking. I sat in my bedroom and I just worked. Like I got into my routine, I woke up in the morning, worked out, sat at my desk, educated myself, ate some lunch, continued educating myself till about like six, sometimes eight o'clock at night, and then I eat some more, and then I go to sleep at a, at a good time. I got my routine down day to day so that way I could maximize everything that I was doing. And it was really, really hard work. It was good work because I enjoyed it but it was still work. And at the end of the day, like, I, f- I feel like some people don't understand or realize it, that it's like, this is not an easy thing to do. Like, I think that that being able to accept reality and know that it's like, well, you know, if you want to do something awesome, you have to work for it. So, so your sentence would be, uh, Believe in yourself and put in the work. Yeah, that, that's, that's what it would be. Yeah. Mm. I want to thank you so much for giving us so much wisdom. I, I just get so much out of all of my interviews. And I say this on like every interview I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so probably getting tired of it. But seriously, <laughs> like the wealth of, of knowledge that's out here that everyone has learned that can everyone can learn from and that all the people that i've met um can provide is just mind-blowing and when you sit down with someone and you actually ask them something and get to know them um that's when that's when these things happen that's when you can actually have these breakthroughs and i loved hearing about your breakthrough moment with Doctor Who. That was. Like, <laughs> I, I live. I live for the breakthrough moments. Um, mm-hmm. When I do my vocal coaching, like there are always breakthrough moments, and that's exactly that's my target. Um, so just thank you again. I have one more question, um, yes. and that is, 
How have you created beautiful things in 2019? And what are your plans to continue to create beautiful things in 2019? Oh, um, well, so I mean, like I, I create some pretty, pretty awesome stuff right now. Like, so I'm the content creator, uh, content manager at Neuro DSP, which means I'm making all of the uh, educational content and music and stuff like that for the YouTube channel. Um, what I'm planning to do with all that stuff that I'm writing is eventually compile it all into an album so that way I can kind of release my music. And, you know, this is just giving me uh, opportunities and, and incentive to just make stuff. Like, I'm on a schedule, so I have to make a song. I have to make like a minute long song at least once a week. And it's, it's a very invigorating process because like, I'm, you know, it's, it's going against that sort of uh, perfectionist mindset, right? Where I have right. to just be like, I have to write something and then be like, okay, that's what it is. Good. And then just move on to the next task. So I'm creating a lot of music, which I'm, I'm really enjoying. And then I'm going to be posting a lot more on my personal YouTube channel, which is just Stephen Ward. Um, and then that's going to be... I'm also going to start my podcast back up again. I'm so excited for that. Um, oh my God, you had a podcast? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it, you know, I, I started it several months ago and I, I fell off after doing about like two months of it, I think, um, because my, my, my aims overstepped my reach, if, as, as it were, because it was just too complicated and involved too much work. So I was like, okay, I, I got to reformat this and, and come back to it when I have the time. Um, which again is another, is another thing that, you know, it's like, I, I, I just, you know, radical acceptance of that fact that like, oh, well, this isn't adding anything quite yet. So I'm going to come back to this when it's just something fun that I can do in my spare time. Um, uh, so yeah, so my podcast is everything but the mix and uh, eventually okay. come back out again. Love it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so just creating a lot of music. I'm just really excited. I'm going to be Absolutely. doing a lot of collaborations. So yeah, I can't. I cannot. I cannot wait to see we when my voice will return and it shall because I went to uh -huh. the allergist today uh -huh. and that has brought in some new enlightening information. So oh. <laughs> yes, so it will be and then we will do we will do that cover. We will do that cover of my song. <laughs> awesome! I'm looking forward to that. I have to do it. I have. I just want you and John. To be in a room together and him to do background vocals at this that's all that's what I wanted. That's what I, that's all I wanted, okay? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for taking time out of your not busy afternoon, but your life, your beautiful, <laughs> purposeful, productive life. Um, and joining us here on Mind Made Wrong. This was Stephen Ward. Can you please tell us? And remind us again where we can find you on social media. Uh, Facebook, you look up Stephen Ward, S-T-E-B-E-N-W-A-R-D. And then Instagram is at the real Steve Z. And you can email me at Steve, uh, Stephen at forward-studios.com or Stephen at neurodsp.com. And then you can find me on NeuroDSP's YouTube page. Yes, do it. Awesome videos, guys. Go just, just check him out. He's, he's really funny, too. So, I don't know why, I just, I find you funny, even if you're not making jokes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm cool with that. <laughs> he's, he's so chill. All right. Okay. Thank you so much, my friends. 
you were amazing. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited for next week's episode, but you will have to come check it out then. And you know what I say, until then, my beautiful creators, let's go create beautiful things. Bye-bye.